This just in. Aaron Rodgers bought a tube of toothpaste. I need a camera crew at the darkness retreat. Pronto. According to my sources. Think about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders for a second. This is Rodgers Watch 2023 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. When it comes to me, they don't know All right. Aaron Rodgers, the world is watching and holding our breath and whatever else we're doing. All right, Matzik, I'm going to start with this. Do we know where he is right now? Is well, the retreat still going on? Do we know? Is he in the Hobbit house? It, it should be wrapping up, I think, at any point. It was said to take place sometime shortly after the Super Bowl. And, and we're starting to close in on that window where the NFL league year begins in less than a month. And the Packers are going to need to know what's up here. They're going to have to make up their mind on what they want to do with Aaron Rodgers before the league year begins because it triggers all sorts of things in free agency, your offseason plan, Right. Yep. I mean, if Rodgers comes back, there's plan A. If he doesn't, there's plan B. And maybe the Packers have already decided to move on. So that leads us to the most inflammatory comments from over the weekend from Bob McGinn. He's a Hall of Fame beat writer. He covered the Packers for years and years and years. He no longer covers the Packers on a day-to-day basis, but he is certainly one who is well-connected and in the know. And he believes that the Packers are done with Aaron Rodgers and the team wants Jordan Love to start. I'm totally convinced he will not be their starting quarterback this year. On the other hand, they love Jordan Love. They think he is the second coming now. They have seen enough in practice for three years that they believe he is like Rodgers 2.0. That's where this organization is coming from right now. So McGinn cites his instinct, his knowledge of how the NFL works, and conversations he's had with those who are in the know yeah i mean he's talking to people inside the building he says right yes and he's was the beat writer so he's like his future isn't like he's allowed to speak freely now yes based on his level he's he's not trying to protect any relationships and i don't know that he and aaron were ever on great terms i think that's also a appropriate to discuss if there's a bias one way or the other. It's a very short list of people that Aaron's ever on great terms with. Uh, Well, yes, I would agree (laughs) with that, too. But nonetheless, they believe Aaron's time, or he believes Aaron's time in Green Bay is coming to an end. I mean, I'm convinced, based on my own instincts and knowing the NFL and knowing what happens after all these defeats and discussions with someone who just firsthand knowledge of this organization of the Packers uh, internal debates that they are done with Rodgers. Component one is, does Aaron want to play, right? Yep. As soon as yep. the Packers know that, yeah, they can sort of activate plan number two. And believe me, the Packers are trying not to be the villain in this situation. And I think Aaron's trying not to be the villain. Aaron also likes to control the situation as much as possible. And I'm, I'm sort of split here on who really has the upper hand yeah. in terms of control. Where's the leverage? Do the Packers pay him and then not play him? Oh, they that's, could. That's hard to stomach. And if they tell Aaron that that's the way it's going to be, wow. then Aaron's going to say, I'm not anybody's backup, and he's going to want to go play somewhere else. So the Packers could play a little hardball here as well. <laughs> going to be interesting. We've got it covered all week on WTMJ. It is 413 at WTMJ. Debbie helps get you home up next. A city becomes a community when we all come together. A community becomes a home with meaningful conversation. Learn more about your community as Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations. Sponsored by Smart Spaces, Wednesday, March 1st, beginning at 8 a.m. This is your direct connection to big names and essential industry stakeholders in their fields. Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations. Sponsored by Smart Spaces, only here on Wisconsin's radio station, WTMJ. 
Hey, John Mercure here. I'm going to take you on a journey the next couple of weeks. I was hit by a drunk driver. Car was absolutely totaled. I'm okay, and I'm looking for a new vehicle at Griffin Chevrolet, and they have been fantastic. A lot of places don't have vehicles on the lot. They're hard to find. You know what? Griffin's got them. 30 new vehicles in stock, a selection to fit every single budget, new SUVs, Blazers, Equinox, Suburbans, Tahoes, Traverses. They are there, and they're going to treat you the same way they treat me. You go in. It's no nonsense. They're going to show you what they got. They're going to take good care of you. They're not going to gouge you. They've got 18 new full-size crew cab, double cab pickup trucks in stock, ready for delivery. For a pre-owned vehicle that you can trust, go to a new car dealer. Griffin Chevrolet has over 25 certified pre-owned choices, 10 pre-owned pickups right now, right there, full-size models, starting at $27,997, 15% off all active and retired military and first responders at all five Griffin Service Department locations. They are going to take big-time care of you. It's Griffin Chevrolet right at the Metro Auto Mall in Milwaukee. Top quality windows, long-lasting value, expert installation. At All Right Home and Remodeling, we're upfront about what you get from our windows. No gimmicks, no hidden fees from buy one, get one. Deals, just superb work from brands like Pella, Sunrise, Marvin, and more. It's all we need to stand out and all your home needs, too. Learn more at A-L-L-R-I-T-E Remodeling.com. You want it done right, you call. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. Hello, Archbishop Listecki here. A stark reminder as we receive ashes on our forehead at the beginning of Lent that none of us gets out of life alive. But all is not lost. We have a Savior who carries the cross, redeems us from our sins, and offers us life after life. Lent challenges us to unite with his sacrifice. We do that by repenting of our sins, praying, and reaching out in charity to our brothers and sisters during Lent and throughout our lives. Join us for Mass. Traffic is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management. It's time to know the difference, and Annex Wealth Management is ready to help with investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary partner. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Traffic and weather begins with Debbie Lazica. Hey, Deb. Hey there, John. Eastbound 94. We had that earlier problem at 68th Street. That's all gone. So uh, we just have some leftover delays here and there. Uh, from the zoo into downtown, we're at about uh, about an eight, nine-minute ride. The westbound side's a bit heavier, though. From downtown to the zoo interchange, we're at about 10 minutes. So three-minute backup. Southbound 41 on and off the brakes from Silver Spring all the way to Mayfair Road. Southbound 43 also right around Silver Spring. It's where those brake lights will come on. That's when... Uh, you getting through that construction zone past Hampton Avenue. By the time you get to Capitol Drive, though, it's actually not looking too bad until you get down to the Marquette where it tightens up a bit over the high rise. From the WTMJ Traffic Center, I'm Debbie Lazaga on News Radio WTMJ. The WTMJ five day forecast for tonight cloudy, sprinkly, a low of 25. Tomorrow, snow late in the day, a high of 35. On Wednesday, snow, sleet, freezing rain, it's really going to be a mess. We're going to need to stay really close to the forecast to let you know who gets what, but it's going to be a mess on Wednesday, a high of 35 degrees. Wednesday night, still a mess. Thursday, snow and sleet, a high of 38. This is a long duration storm system that begins Tuesday night. Friday, It's finally out of here, sunny with a high of only 26 degrees. We are back uh, 40-ish by the weekend. Right now in Milwaukee, mostly cloudy and 38 degrees. The Old National Bank Talk and Text Line is open at 855-616-1620. The number is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. You can weigh in on this topic. I have a survey in front of me 
How many recipes do you guys think you know by heart? Like if you had to go to the grocery store right now and buy food for recipes for a week or for two weeks or for a month, how many recipes that aren't like processed food, like I know how to make macaroni and cheese, how many actual recipes do you think you know by heart? I, I kind of was thinking about this. I would say a recipe is something that consists of five or more ingredients. So not like just I can buy a steak and throw it on the grill. <laughs> How many recipes do you know by heart? So it's like a way to do chicken or a way to do an Italian dish. Yes, or like making an Italian loaf. dish. You're like a chicken uh, parmesan with ingredients okay. or, a, or a casserole. Like a chili? A chili, a casserole. Yeah. Yes, something that has multiple ingredients or a baked good, you know, a, a dessert from scratch that has a lot of ingredients. Yeah, by heart. I got you. By heart. Because I have the answer here, that how many the average American knows by heart. Oh, I am dragging this average way down. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's start. What do you, How many do you know by heart? It is, I am just going to let my freak flag fly. I am the worst in the kitchen. I don't, if you're saying five <laughs> ingredients, I was like, yeah. I can make spaghetti because I can boil the noodles and put the sauce on. No. Okay. Preach, girlfriend. I burn water. Yeah. I mean, I... Debbie, I panicked <laughs> trying to hard-boil eggs, which is something I know how. And yeah. I told Mike, I'm like, I'll hard-boil the eggs for the great salad that you're going to make. And I boiled the water, and I kept trying to lower eggs into the water, and they kept cracking. I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, no, you got to <laughs> put them in better. before yeah. you boil the water. But I like, got so, like, like intimidated by the kitchen, I even screwed <laughs> up hard-boiled eggs. So are you zero? I'm the worst. I, I, if, it's, if you're talking five ingredients or more, yeah. by heart, I am zero. Yeah. There are a few things that I like. That I started making in like 2020. I have a binder of recipes. Yeah, healthy. but you have recipes, but so like, you can cook. I you can, just by heart, though. By heart, yeah, but by heart, no. Bowl cereal, spaghetti, <laughs> beans and <laughs> rice. Yeah. How many magic? I well, all right. So like when I make a chili, I know what goes in the chili. Yeah. But I would say it's it's not a teaspoon of paprika. It's how much I ever feel like putting in. So how you know many what I mean? Times like you shake I, that? I, yeah. Right. So you are I, very instinctual. I know, but you know the ingredients. So I you could make chili by heart for sure. Right, right now in the okay, studio, so if you counts. want. Maybe we should do that sometime. I'd like that. Uh, my grandmother's meatballs. Okay. I can make just by seeing what we have in the house and just I know what we need for it. And there's milk and there's parmesan and so on. Yeah, uh, and some oregano. Wow. I'd, I would. Yeah, I'd say a dozen. Okay. At, at least, uh, but I, I bet I, it's I more than that because you're so. You're it such a be, good chef. But I do like to experiment, too. Yeah. Deb? Me? Um, <laughs> Come on. Come uh, on, Deb. You're, honestly, in my sp- honestly, you're on my end. Yeah, I'm going to say probably like a zero, maybe a one, depending on what it is. <laughs> I did a, I had a TikTok video that I put out that I was trying to, you know, follow the instructions on a recipe, and it was really literally just put the thing in the thing and then apply heat, and I screwed it up royally. So, yeah, I'll probably be close to a zero. We'll give you a half. Okay, a half. That's good. I think I'm 10. Um, I, know- I love casseroles, and I can think of... Five casseroles. Some of them have 10 or 12 ingredients that I could make. So half a dozen casseroles. Um, my mom's lasagna, which I've been making for 30 years. I cool. think I could do that. Um, I think 10. Now, I make a lot of things that I make regularly that if I really was under the gun and in the grocery store, I could maybe figure it out, but I still at home take out the book every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a book that my mom made for me when I was uh, newly married. 
and she put all her recipes in the book, and they're all in her handwriting. That's cool. And it's really, really, it's really cool. So, like, my mom's green peppers, my mom's lasagna that I mentioned, uh, her cheesy potatoes, and they're all in the book, and it's so cool. So a few years ago, when our girls, uh, one's engaged and one's married, we did, we found the exact same book that my mom found 30 years ago, and we wrote recipes for the girls in the book, and we gave that to them for Christmas. So What a treasure. That's um, wonderful. So the guys, you guys have 10 to 12 memorized. Well, you know what Deb and I make? <laughs> we make six. Reservations. Well, yes. That's all right. I can, make, I can actually make poached eggs in the microwave. <laughs> okay. no, we're, we're talking about recipes that are five ingredients or more that yeah. you don't oh, have see, to write down. Yeah. yeah no. no, see, no. you are so but, like, on my side like, of the My of mom the tries so thing. hard. She's like, well, you can, she's talking to me on the phone. Well, you can do this, you can do this, you can add this, and then all you need to do is this is I'm like, Mom, you're t- in one ear. I'll th- love you, but it ain't going to happen. Uh, let's work in some text here. Yeah. What's your number? 855-616-1620. What is your number? How many can you make? What is your number? Uh, let's start with the text that just came in. They sent us a list. This is what they can okay, make. Okay, but let me just at least tell you that the first three or four texts were in my neighborhood of zero. So thanks to Jeff and Fox Point and some 920s for on my side of don't know any recipes, but if you need me to make a cocktail, I'm there for you. From the 920, chili, French potato salad, shrimp scampi, cod almondine, eggs benedict, lasagna, beef enchiladas, Hungarian goulash, green pepper stew, and more. This is a chef. Come on. That's pretty good. This is a, chef a self-sustaining, in. smart person, really. I mean, just I think it's great. Like, it's a real skill and a talent. So when you talk about a recipe, like I'm leaving fajitas out of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just cut up some chicken and cut up some peppers yeah. and add some taco seasoning or fajita seasoning. Right. It's easy to figure and, out. Right. Like to me, that's not a recipe. That's just stuff you have in the house that goes on a tortilla yeah. with some sour cream. No, it's, it, that's, that's like cooking. three. It, it is, is cooking, but it's not a recipe. Cooking. I yeah. would agree with you. I, right? if, I'm, if I'm cutting stuff like that, then I think the number goes to at least twenty. Yeah. Stuff that you can just figure out when you're at home. Uh, by the way, the average American in the same, the, the average survey, this person, the survey says the average person knows 15 recipes by heart. Okay. <laughs> There's no way I believe that because if we do the average right now, you you and Deborah at zero, me and Greg are at a dozen, the average would be six. The average person knows 15? With f- five or more re- ingredients? Yes. No. Peanut butter and jelly. Um, the you know. average person, 15? I think there's some moms in particular out there who are like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's you know, some people way that too just... high, though. I'm not buying this. The average person, <laughs> 15? That means for every Sandy and Debbie, there's somebody who knows 30. 35, yeah, exactly. Well, Greg the... seems like the type of person that just, like, throws stuff in the thing and it works. Yeah. So I like to try. Yeah. Like, like, if I were going to make homemade ravioli, which I love to do, I don't have a recipe for it, but I think I know what should go inside yeah. as a filling. And you're very brave. You're you're very well, experimental. You... Uh, the other, the other stat in this survey mm-hmm. is the average person eats 10 home-cooked meals a week. So what they mean by that is if you take leftovers for lunch, they consider that a home-cooked meal. If you make something for breakfast, even if it's scrambled eggs, it's a home-cooked meal. So the average person eats 10 home-cooked meals a week. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? I think for me, we probably eat out, I think I'm right at 10. We probably eat out twice a week. So five meals for dinner at home, and then I usually bring leftovers. And that's not including weekday breakfast, which is usually just, oh, I don't mm. know, heating up some oatmeal. I'm usually like a granola bar and a banana. Yeah. Yeah. And out the door. So, yeah, that maybe seems a little high, too. Ten. Ten home-cooked meals. So. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's about right. So we, we get, we're doing the every yeah, plate so meal service thing, which I, it's been fantastic. So that gets us to make at least three home-cooked meals each week. But we typically do... 
I'd say four to five. Yeah. And then it might be takeout one night. It might be a pizza one night, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Seems uh, about right. We have heard of, from someone on the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620 from 847, who just simply wrote, as a trained chef, well over 100. There you go. So if you was, if, if chef, if you were uh, surveyed, you just brought the average way up. I do sides count because I like to roast <laughs> Brussels sprouts with they have five a little balsamic sure. or a little honey, right? Yeah. They have, if they have half a dozen ingredients, I'd say yes. Okay. See, that's one of the few things I can do, like roast Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Exactly. See, so you got Look one. Because you. you put them on a pan. You're on the mat. You got one. <laughs> Stick them in the oven. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be hard. It just has to taste good. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. All right, we're going to kind of switch gears here. So we're going to have Mark Hassan to talk about some development in Wauwatosa. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Peter Fagan is supposed to come on at 445 to talk about exciting news involving the Bucks. They are both here in the studio. <laughs> Greg, Sandy, let's just get out of here and let these guys keep the yeah, microphones right. on. When the planets Enjoy. align, John, the planets align. about the transformation of the housing to the car wash. <laughs> the car wash. <laughs> come on now. You probably are an investor. Where is he going to rivet us? Like, are you an investor in the car wash? I'm thinking you probably are. I'm a car wash fan. I know you are. You know I'm an automated car wash fan. You like walk over the Yeah. I don't think you own a car, dude. I try just, not to drive, but I do like the car wash business. Just if you're Wait a second. Like, I drive you everywhere yeah. you go. I don't Crazy facts Mister. about the car wash industry. Almost all of them are manufactured in all the parts out of Travis City, Michigan. Like, if you want to build... See, this is Mr. Obscure right if here. If you want to build a car wash, you're going to have to go to Travis You'd City. You'd be good at trivia. To meet the two competing companies See, that, but no one knows that if that's true. What he just said is probably not true. You can look it up. He's just, <laughs> just making something 50, up. 50, 50. No, he's doing no, no, due no. diligence. 30, Travis City. 30, yeah. 30, 70. Maybe 30, 70. I don't know yeah. which way, though. 30, uh, 70. Yeah, well, well I Cass, this I know car wash is from Michigan. I know which way. This car wash is from Michigan. Is it this yes. company that Johnny V wants that's to bring a, into town? Exactly right. Now, what a great story. What an interesting story, though, huh? The guy wanted to build a high-rise tower. All the neighbors opposed to it. And then it actually ended up getting approved by the city. End up in court, and now it's going to be a car wash. Think about that. It's going to go from, from 50, <laughs> weird. fifty million dollars now to now to less than six percent of that. Isn't that a big hit for Tosa? Yeah. I mean, think about Property that tax, tax money. That's tax a huge difference. The mayor is very upset about it. Obviously, he may not approve the car wash. I'm not sure what will go there. Then he's <laughs> probably going to put something. Probably put a shack or something there. But I mean, this is on one of the most heavily traveled intersections of the region. It's a Fascinating story to watch. Peter, would you take in that car wash if it goes in there? Like I said, there's no bigger fan than car washes, but incremental tax revenue for a town like Wauwatosa, yeah. for development, for growth. I mean, I've kind of sat here, you know, both in Milwaukee, Wauwatosa, all these communities. These yeah. are the things you desperately need for growth. You know, you need incremental yep. tax. You need people living you know, in these places to, to, to build, you know, the economy in such a big yeah. way. So, you know, not to get further car wash or development but it's 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 actually just makes no sense and mark this was going to be a very dense development in a very busy corridor 360 units at first obviously was opposed he went down to 69 units still still was 23 stories i mean obviously a lot of hype yeah. i mean a lot of impact 
I mean, I don't know how you can complain about traffic. I mean, anybody anybody that's driven out there has seen the right. huge amounts of traffic there, but the neighbors were against it. Anybody who knows anything about Wauwatosa knows everything is controversial. Anything that tries to happen out there is controversial. And this obviously played here. So, I mean, he walked away. He spent a million dollars on it already. He decided oh that gosh. was enough. You know, I think the thing I hear over and over again, and it's something you've said before, you have to welcome these developers. You have to work with developers. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's easier to go to Milwaukee. It's easier to go to Hartford. It's easier to go to Chicago, right? I mean, I mean, if you're well, not open to it. Johnny and I haven't ever talked about this, but right. he actually sat there. He proposed it, got it approved, made some amendments, yep. pivoted. This is really three customized years. this yep. like, in a great way for yeah. the city and still opposed. Because it yeah. also included like 70,000 square feet of office space. Retail. So it would have been Retail office. Use. Yeah, Right. No, it would have been. I mean, it's just something we've talked about in terms of trying to work with developers. People always complain about their high taxes, right? Everyone says, you know, high taxes, why, why? Well, you know what? I mean, you have to be open to these kind of projects. And if this isn't the right one, then you got to kind of work with the developer to see what works. But here, in the end, I mean, a car wash? So my problem is that the squeaky wheel gets all the oil too often. He got all the approvals, and he fought through right. the, the zoning fought. committee, right. and the other committees got yep. the approvals, yep. and there's this small, organized group that continues to complain about it. But who sued him? And, so now and he's they, in right, court. Which yep. is still in court. Yep. And, and now they win. In and this end, goes away. This goes away, and we'll probably go to somewhere else. I mean, it may go to West Dallas. It may go to Milwaukee. I'm sure. I'm sure you're going to call Johnny and say, "Come on, come on, and come on." I mean, come on to near the arena because it would just make sense to be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, this is like one of the challenges is we compete, you know, in our market, you know, with 50 other cities that are our size, and the 50 other cities go with open arms, go with you know, with, with tiffs and with with subsidies to build and to grow their cities, and it's just very challenging to compete. We go through this, and every time any type of development really is like a rough road to get past, and we've been through it almost on every increment of the Deer District to get through. And by the way, we we are zoned as an entertainment, you know. Already zoned. We are zoned. I mean, if you think about the theater, I mean, the whole thing about the music venue and kind of how that all played out. It took months and months. It got done. Yet, yet it almost didn't because because the opposition and that happens throughout the region. And again, you hear this from from all the people who are in the real estate industry. I'll go somewhere where it's where it's easier. Where somewhere where I'm welcome. And if you don't welcome them over time, they're going to go elsewhere. Uh, Buck's coming off an exciting weekend. That'll be the discussion up next. He's Mark Cass, the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Peter Fagan, the president of the Milwaukee Bucks, is here as well. Peter Fagan is the president of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's with us live in the studio. Mark Cass is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. He is with us live in the studio. I feel like we need a referee between you guys. Jeez. I think I'd win. So it's like the greatest the afternoon. Like the office was closed. I was nice and calm. I saw you through the window, and once I saw Cass, like, my horns came out. I got excited. This is great. You're actually working today. That's impressive. Yeah. You're in town. I know. How often does that happen? Rarely. Yeah, How often do you guys see each other? Not a... Too much. Too much. We were together the last time. It was kind of like a dark day. Yeah. So what do we have? Was, was we, have lunch we have lunch as Elsa's. And, and, and I think they shut it down after we left. When, yeah. Yeah, that was people, it. People were really upset about it. I've never heard a guy swear so much in one meal. It was, it was a great meal, though. Big fan of Elsa's. Just so you know, I was not swearing at not, the service no. or the no, food. No, he was swearing at me. Swearing at Mark Castor. Kind of like he does. Yeah. Peter, if people ask you and didn't see any of the All-Star festivities the last couple of days and said, tell me about All-Star Weekend. How would you describe what took place the last couple of days? So my wife is the best barometer. So we went together, and uh, we went to. Uh, we did not go to the celebrity game, which is which is tough to stomach, and and we might have aged out to know who <laughs> who many of the players are. 
But Saturday <laughs> night was fantastic. The first time in a lot of years that we just like really enjoyed ourselves, kind of was like well orchestrated and done. I think last night was tough. You know, last night last night is kind of the All Star game. They've done some innovative ways to kind of have have a have a target score to have yeah. big donations at the quarter break to get it done. But I think. Uh, you know, if you asked me, I'd have the magic wand of shortening that game just a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> a little? And, uh, a little bit. Oh. But uh, it is some great weekend, and it's something that you know gets us excited at the prospect of, of bringing that to, to Milwaukee. So Giannis didn't play much. He played a little bit. Were there conversations about him not playing at all? Were you nervous about him playing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those times where it's really important to him. He he wants to play. It's kind of his legacy. He's part of the All-Star. He has, like, a big sense of pride to it. It's the same arguments we have with him for our 82 games. Like, when he's not feeling 100%, you know, why don't we – he just has that passion to play. And we would have uh, – yeah, I think if you ask John Horst, myself, the owners, like we all would have said, it's okay to rest. Like we're good, <laughs> dress and and not play. But that's that's Giannis, and that's what he's proven himself, you know, over time. I want to ask you about the All Star Game possibly coming here in a couple of years, but I have to ask you about his wrist. Uh, when will you know more? Do you know more today than you did this morning? Well, I think like we've we've taken him and got it because it rarely happens, you know, that Giannis is, is doesn't feel one hundred percent. And I think what's happened is we've actually got him at a time period where we're off, you know. So I think he's in his you know first, second, third opinion. I mean, obviously, like he he's not braced. He's not you know he he was out for his minute you know for the All Star yeah. game. So you know, hopefully, this is this is a soreness and you know something we think will pass at a good time. We're we're kind of we feel relieved in that we're. A few weeks, you know, a couple months away from the playoffs, you know, which, which helps us to get in, but uh, nothing to be concerned of at, at the moment. Is he in New York? There was reports that he was in New York, and I've been reporting that other people have been reporting it. But I figure I'd rather go straight to the source and ask if he went to New York to get further evaluation or opinion. Yeah, he's gotten he's gotten a second opinion. He'll probably get a third opinion just because he has the time to do it, and uh, he'll be back in Milwaukee and traveling around. And I think it's all precaution, you know. And I think like because we have the time to get it down and they're off, like we we applaud. You know, the more thoughts about it, the better. Uh, the All Star Game. Possibly coming to Milwaukee. I know you guys had hoped to get an All Star game sooner. The reports are you've put a bid in for twenty five or twenty six. Update us. Where where are we at with an effort to bring an All Star game to Milwaukee? Yes, yeah, so the bids haven't been submitted, so there's no bid that's officially in. I think that all happens in the next. That all happens. If that's Giannis. You can grab it. I was yeah. just going to say <laughs> <laughs> wrist update. Yeah. It's um, the bids will uh, the bids will be due probably in the next couple months. I think we made it really clear for not just the NBA All-Star Game, whether it's the DNC, the RNC, whether it's, you know, kind of making tracks on creating worldwide events and, and kind of changing the landscape of Milwaukee on tourism. Like, those are the events, like, we need for the city to grow. I mean, we kind of joked about it on the real estate development side. And, we, you know, you've got to grow. And, and having a global event like the NBA All-Star is a game changer. Did you hear feedback from the NBA on... Yeah, it looks great, Peter, but you, you need more hotel rooms. Like, is the hotel in the Deer District that will be completed in 2023, is is that a final piece to the puzzle, do you believe? No, we think we had it completed before that piece, actually, because you've kind of, like, what we've done is almost, like, you know, certified ourselves with getting the DNC, you know, and getting the RNC. So the way we can actually, you know, hold and host an event is uh, is a big deal. You know, and those are, as you know, those audiences are fifty to 70,000 people, you know, 
for hotels and for convention center usage. And, and now we've got a new hotel. We've got the expansion of the convention center that will be done, you know, in the next 18 months. That's a big deal that are just icings on the cake for, for why we can accommodate something like the NBA All-Star Game. Well, back in 2018, it seemed like Adam Silver was all in and excited about Pfizer Forum being built and was saying things like, hey, we weren't going to start a shovel in the ground if we weren't going to have an all-star game here. Are you, I, are I you... remind him every I time I see him. Yeah. <laughs> I am Mark Tatum, who's the deputy commissioner, and Adam Silver is like, they are much like Mark Cass is sick of seeing me and hearing me Have talk. You sent they them they like might be more. Yeah. Send him a text, a note every day. But I'm glad yeah, you I'm heard Peter, that as well. They might be more sick of like hearing the fact yeah. that don't be a liar. You that you said, remembered it. Okay. You yep. said we're going to get it. You better bring it to us. So, Mark, the Bucks have always been important to Milwaukee. Yeah. It's at a different level now with right. the championship, with the, with Pfizer Forum, with the new ownership, with Peter Fagan. Well, now, how important? I, I mean, did I go almost over the line? You went over the line. With I went Peter. too far. Everything else was important up to Peter. <laughs> how once, John, Bucks? once. It's it's too far. <laughs> well, said, Peter, you're on my you're on my line of sight. I was trying to be nice. Uh, how Eagle. important are the Bucks to Milwaukee? How big a deal is what the Bucks have built? I mean, to I our think city? it's kind of what we talked about a week ago when we were talking about the Brewers and the stadium, right? How important that is, but it's even at a higher level because of Giannis and kind of what's he's meant internationally. I mean, he's known throughout the world and kind of what it means for that name to be out there all the time. And, and really, and, I mean, and to talk about the Bucks and to see our city kind of in the spotlight is very important. I mean, to have an all-star game here, to have the world watch for a weekend, again, helps our city. I mean, it's exactly like the RNC, and it just brings all these visits. And I think what it will mean kind of long-term is other events. I mean, we're talking about Cleveland. Cleveland in 2016 had the RNC. After they had the RNC, what did they have, Peter? They the had NBA All-Star, All-Star game. NBA All-Star game. I mean, is that going to happen here? 24, the RNC? Mm. 25, the All-Star game. It would be exactly what we've talked about in terms of that economic impact and kind of having your city on the map. I want to thank you guys for coming down here. You're down here for the fundraiser in the Third Street Market Hall for Officer Jerving and the Fallen Officer Fund. And in our city, when the leaders show up, like you guys do, for something like this, it means something to the community and gives it a lot more weight you're both busy. Thanks for coming down to be part of this, and it's important to our city. I mean, it's it's incredibly important. Kind of what happened is awful and tragic and just shows, you know, kind of the fragile of life. And this is, you know, awful situation. We need to support the police. We need to support what happened here. This is this is terrible. And to help his family, you know, I know, I know I you're all I can't believe in. I actually agree with Mark Cass. Yeah, we, we, we will 100% <laughs> agree on this. It only took 17 minutes. It's, it's, a, it's stunning. It's stunning that we're on the same page. And, he's, and, you know, he's wearing and, a buck sweatshirt. What the M- hell? MPD is part of our family. We employ and we have them on staff at, at, at Fiserv in the Deer District. And, and as Mark, I'll just echo, like, these are the important times. You have to realize, like, how important, it, you know, our police force, our fire department, and, and everybody who, who literally sacrifices everything, you know, for the service. Just think about it, John. He went to work on a Tuesday, yep. and he didn't come home. Yeah, I mean, you and I go to work every day. We never have to think about you that. Never have to think about that. I That's don't know true. how much Mark Cass works. Is my well, work is a relative work term. Is a relative, relative term, term yeah. according to the NBA yeah. president, who has a staff who does all his work. And you guys should get a show. You sit you in the bathtub all the time, don't you? There's nothing wrong with a good bath, John. I'm not going <laughs> to. We're going to start. I'm not going to get defensive about a good bath. Mark Cass seems very Peter, very Peter troubled sent by you somebody text. who likes taking a bath. I'm Peter sent you a text. You ask him where it's coming from. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Fagan, Mark Cass, great to have you guys here. Thank you so much. Always good to be here, John.